I say I think that marrying who you want to is a right that no man should have anything to do with. It's a God-given right, I think. Mildred Loving married the boy next door, Richard Loving. Richard Loving is a construction worker, Mildred Loving the daughter of a sharecropper. They were born and raised in Caroline County, Virginia, where white and colored people seem unaware of the racial prejudice that exists in much of the country. The Lovings didn't know that it was a crime for a white person to marry a Negro in Virginia. They found out the hard way. Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, tonight we don't have any guests, but we are talking about our most recent video, and that is the video on the loving couple. So, Jen, why don't you give us like a quick background on the loving couple or kind of why we decided to do this one? So, it it kind of was... uh a perfect story to tell at the perfect time. It, yeah. It's the week of Valentine's Day and it's Black History Month. Yeah. So the loving couple were the the face of the landmark Supreme Court case that allowed interracial marriage to be legalized in the nation. Yeah. And I actually remember you, you had dug up this particular history case because their hometown is not too far from us, probably a few months ago. Yes. And I had kind of written it down and when you told me a little bit about that story i was like oh my gosh from a storytelling perspective this is such an incredible story because they have all these ups and downs and what they go through so give us a little bit of the like set the stage for us on on this, this couple so central point virginia is kind of how it sounds. It's like the central point of Virginia. It's yeah. square in the middle. Yeah, it really is of the state. It's very rural. We show it in the in the map. It's like like the closest thing is Bowling Green. Yeah, Bowling Green is the closest city. Sparta. Yeah, is kind of like it's, a city. It's what like an hour and change from Richmond. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's just a rural area. Like really, it's just two roads, a church, country store, and a school. It is out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of, today, there's not even the country store. So so it's pretty much rural in the middle of nowhere. And at the time of the Lovings, you know, in their youth and living there, this is around the 1950s, it is a very integrated, racially integrated town. The people did intermarry there. And they basically just minded their own business. And... They had always kind of lived that way. And Mildred and Richard, Mildred's real name was her maiden name was Jeter. And there's a lot of Jeters in the cemetery. You can see their names. And her mother's maiden name was Bird, B-Y-R-D. And there's a lot of birds in the cemetery as well. And that country store was owned by the Bird family. So Mildred and Richard are both kind of from a long fam- familiar line in that area and it's a beautiful area like we were driving out there and i was we were talking on the way out it's part of the one of our favorite things we get to do on walk with history is is drive to some of these more random locations because it was gorgeous country i mean it's it's out in the farming country and i believe one of the things one of the the clips we put in the video was some old news clips from the 60s and 70s -hmm. and they I think actually that kind of the intro for our video is one of the news clip intros from 1967 or 68. And the news person says like, you know, her, she's the daughter of a sharecropper. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Yeah, she's a daughter. So again, they've had long family history that lived out there. And like I said, people pretty much interracially married there. So really, they didn't think anything of it. And so when they fell in love, they fell in love in high school. They decided to get married in June of 1958. And you couldn't get married in Virginia, though, because of the Jim Crow laws, if you were interracial. And this is because there was the Racial Integrity Act of 1924 made it so your birth certificate and your marriage certificate had to have your race on it. Oh, interesting. And so they made sure, and it really was to protect white, right? Because there's only two categories. You could be white or colored. So if you weren't white you were every everything else was colored so mildred is not just african-american she's a native american and that is very if you go to the cemetery like we did they have their tribes oh i think i missed that tombstones oh cool and so it's a very native american area as well and that really is what she identifies more as an American Indian. She actually will say that. Like she really doesn't identify as African American. And so, but because you only are two races, colored or white, if they were going to try to get married in Virginia because of that act, you couldn't get married because of what is on your birth certificate. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things that I, I kind of knew happened, but I didn't know much about the laws or the state specific mm-hmm. laws. Right. And that at that time, I mean, this wasn't long after was Brown versus the Board of, Board of Education. That's 1955. That's, so that's 1955. So, so three this years is three later, or four, they three or four years later. Want to get married. Right. So a lot of these laws, people don't realize that those these things are kind of sticking around. Yeah. And especially in some of the more southern states. Yeah. People are digging in their heels. They yeah. don't want to change. And so June 2nd, 1958, they drive to Washington, D.C. and get married. And come back down to Central Point, Virginia to live their lives. And it's a little over a month later, July 11th, that the police raid their house. Yeah, I mean, they that was crazy. they opened. Now, now, people didn't lock their doors. But they opened their doors, come in, and like try to catch them in bed in the act. Yeah. But they're sleeping because it's like 2 in the morning, yeah. right? And they're married. So who's doing that at two in the morning when you're married, you know? So that's a great point. (laughs) (laughs) We're tired. I know. And so they shine the flashlights on him and they're like, you know, you can't be in here together. You can't be cohabitating as a married couple. And Mildred points to their marriage certificate. It's framed on the wall. And he, they're like, that's no good here. Um, And it's because they're trying to be married, cohabitating, they are arrested and they're taken to prison. And what's very interesting at the time is Mildred's actually pregnant at the time. Yeah. So actually I don't I didn't realize that until we watch Mr we watch Mr. Beat's mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Right. So not Mr. Beast, the big YouTuber, but Mr. Beat, the historian. So it's a very large channel. After you watch this, I'd encourage you to go check it out because he, he he does a great job on a ton of stuff. Yeah, he does uh, he he really is hitting Supreme Court cases. And yeah. because this is a Supreme Court case he talks about it in that lens. We try to tell more of the story of their life with the Supreme Court. Yeah, and their story. I mean, if you haven't watched our video, this is honestly probably one of my favorite videos that I've made in quite some time because I think it's just such a powerful story. It is a powerful story. And so when you think about a woman newly pregnant in prison, you would think they would want to get her out right away, but that's not what happens. Richard is bailed out right away. And the judge keeps Mildred in jail for two more days because they're afraid they're going to cohabitate again. And so they don't want her to be bailed out and then go back to her husband. So 
they make they allow her father to bail her out under the stipulation that they she won't go back to the house with him. And and we even show a news clip now. Off, obviously, this was after everything was successful, and mm-hmm. and their their case goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. She even says to the news people, and his sister, his sister got a bonding company to get him out. And they told the bonding company if they tried to get me out, that they would put him back in jail. I look at Richard's face when she's telling that story because to me, it seems very crippling as a man who's trying to take care of his wife, right? You don't want your wife in prison and you're free and you're told, well, if you try to get her out, we're going to put you back in prison. It just, so they, I, I just really love the lovings and I know that's funny to say because they don't, they're very unassuming couple. They're not looking for this publicity. They're not looking to be the face of the Supreme Court case. All they're looking for is to live their lives in peace and this is what it's going to take. So in January of 1959, they go to court for this arrest and they're found guilty and they are ordered to one year in prison or they can leave the state of Virginia and not come back together for 25 years. Yeah. I, I, I even when you kind of told me that, that part of the story and I was making the video that just, it was so hard for me to process. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess maybe that's because those of us nowadays or you know, the large majority of folks living in the United States, like can't fathom yeah. a law like that, a restriction like that, like a, the hatred. Like yeah. That. The hatred like that. So they moved to Washington, D.C., and they get a small apartment. But the law kind of watches them and is very, it's a game of cat and mouse. Mildred will come back to Central Point to have her baby. And Richard will come back to be there with the birth of his child. And it's right after they have the baby, they're arrested again. And so then they they go back to D.C. And so it's very much like they try to I mean this is their family like I told you they're very rooted in this area they try to come back for birthdays and holidays and it's very much the police trying to catch them like that's what they're very occupied with because all their family I mean both of them have long family ties in the area so it's it's in 1964 Mildred is just I mean, she's depressed. She misses her family. They're living in D.C. They're living in D.C. They're living in a small apartment. Richard is is a bricklayer, so he's getting work, but it's hard work. And their kids don't have any space like they have in Central Point, Virginia, to run around and play in the in the yard or in the fields. And so their youngest son is playing out front and gets hit by a car. And he's not injured, but it's enough to send Mildred over the edge where she writes a letter to the Attorney General of the United States, and that's Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah. And Kennedy gets this letter, good on him, and forwards it to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. And they do pro bono legal work that is going to forward the constitutional rights of America. And it gets into the hands of two lawyers in Alexandria, Virginia. And Cohen is kind of like the face Right for those two. Yeah, and th- and that was one of the cool things that that I like making about these these kinds of videos that are a little bit more recent history because you can find news clips of everybody. So if you haven't watched our video, if you're listening to the podcast, you know definitely definitely go watch the video because you get to see Richard and Mildred talking. You get to see 
Cohen. Yes. You know, we don't have clips of him talking. I didn't I didn't play those, but you get to see all these old news clips of, of this stuff happening, yeah. right? And some of it we I was able to pull there was an HBO special, mm-hmm. kind of like a documentary made yeah. on it not too long ago. So they had kind of aggregated some stuff. So I, I pulled p- bits and pieces from that and then some from the actual original news clips that are floating around on YouTube. Yes. It was it was so it's really neat for me as a video maker to be able to see these people and it really kind of makes the story that much more impactful. Absolutely. And you you get to see them both. Uh, Richard is very, he's stoic, he's quiet. Yeah. He doesn't say much. Mildred is the more outgoing of the two. And that says a lot because they're both not outgoing. She's also quiet, but she's well-spoken. And she's, she's beautiful. She's very slender. Mm-hmm. And together they just, they make a, you know, they make a, a very... I, I guess a, a loving couple. They're not very demonstrative, but they are, sit very close to each other and they very are supportive of each other. Well, and they're not very dem- demonstrative, like when the news media is around. Yeah. Because they had like, the, the reason we had all these news clips is because there was a news camera at their house, sure. like in their kitchen. They told us we would come to the Supreme Court if we wanted to, but said probably wouldn't understand. Just up to us if we wanted to come. So we didn't even go. I didn't want to go. I'm nervous enough than I am. Do you think that this brings you closer together? Yes, I do, I think. I guess. You? Yeah, I think so. You know, and there actually was, there is some clips of them outside of some of the courthouses. They didn't end up going to the Supreme Court. No, but so what happens, the Coens... The Cohen law firm files a motion right away to vacate their prior conviction so they can go back to Virginia. And he does it through the Virginia Supreme Court. And that happens in 1965. And that is why we go to Richmond, Virginia in our video, because the Virginia Supreme Court is in Richmond, Virginia. And there is a marker there to, you know, memorialize this case but at the time, yeah, when we were there, when we were there, they're doing construction on that side, literally of right the between building. the two buildings where the marker was supposed to be. The, the The construction zone is right between these two buildings, and they take they took the marker down, you know, accordingly because they're fixing, and they just lean it up against the building, the 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 court building, but in a location that you really can't read it or see it. They could have made it a little closer to the gated area we where had, you have to we walk. We actually had to walk around the block like once we, or twice. We saw it. Like, and we actually funny. went, there was, there was, a, there was a, uh, a park on the other side and so we actually asked these cops that were over there with like their with their you know police nice. dogs, yeah. And and we were like, hey, do you guys know where this marker is? Like, are we allowed to go in that construction area? Because I think we and th- I think I finally spotted yeah, it. We, yeah. So I finally spotted it, and we're like, are we allowed to go in there? And the cops are looking at us like we're kind of half crazy. And they're like, like, we have a history channel. All we want to do is video. They're the like, marker. yeah, we're not even allowed to kind of really go in there. I, don't, I think if it's gated off, it's gated off. We're like, ah, oh, dang it. And Just so history. we were we were walking around, which actually we found some other cool stuff that we'll probably so sh- sure. show some clips from like on Instagram and stuff like well, it's that. What's the capital of Virginia, um, so. There was some other really neat stuff there, but eventually we found like a good vantage point yes. to get a good shot. So we got a shot of the marker leaning up against <laughs> leaning up against the courthouse and then you, you talked about it. But we do a great comparison it. about yeah. leaving their rural roots to fight the big fight in the big city yeah. in the urban jungle. And so we do that kind of talk. So what happens in the 1965 Supreme Court case is the judge upholds the the guilty verdict 
but he vacates their 25 years living outside of Virginia. So they're actually able to move back to Central Point, Virginia. So even as the Supreme Court case goes to D.C., they're back in Virginia. Oh, I don't think I realize that. So that is why, and they don't go to the Supreme Court case, but Cohen goes to see them in Virginia. And he asks Richard, is there anything you'd like me to say to the judges of the Supreme Court? And that's when Richard will say, tell the, tell the judge I love my wife. Like, it's so simple to him. It's so basic to him. I love my wife and I want to be married to her legally and I want to live with her and have no issues with us being arrested for just trying to live a normal life. And that is so powerful that in 1967, when Cohen goes to argue this case in front of the Supreme Court, it's a unanimous decision. And what I think is important, these are all white male judges. Yeah, older. Older. And they all vote in favor of striking down the the law and making interracial marriage legal nationwide. Yeah. And they use the 14th Amendment, you know, the equality for for everybody and that race is is too subjective to limit someone in marriage. And so there were you would there's a mostly the southern part of America had still uphold interracial marriage laws. But once that is decided by the Supreme Court, the legislature doesn't fight back, of course, then all those laws are overturned. Yeah. So there was, I think we said in the video, there were 16 states that's, mm-hmm. that had laws like that at the time that were basically overturned by what the Supreme Court said. Yep. Obviously, in practice, that probably took a little bit longer. But uh, I'm not too, me personally, I'm not too surprised that this the Supreme Court justices that were there did overturn it because if you think about it, it's civil rights era, yes, it's right? Civil, and okay. actually, by the time it gets to them, we're 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 almost on the other side of the civil rights era. Sure. Not not completely, yeah. but it's sixty seven. It's not 67. the late fifties. Yes. So this has been going on for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And so the case is decided June twelfth, nineteen sixty seven, and since then June twelfth has become Loving Day. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, so if you ever want to celebrate Loving Day, it's June 12th, and that is the day that, you know, interracial marriage was legalized in the in the nation. And of course, we talk about this, I don't think we talk about this in the video, but Mr. Beat does. This is going to open the door for other equality yeah. marriage laws Absolutely. in the nation. Mildred and Richard will move back to Central Point. He will build her a house. Yep. The house still stands today. It's on Passing Road. We didn't quite make it to the house. It is yeah, we we, we missed it. We were looking around for the description, yeah. and it was actually a little bit further away from the church. Yes, but it's we, on then Passing we re- Road. Then we realized. And it's interesting that passing is the word yeah. for the road there, because passing is another term that's used if you are light-skinned enough but still have a african-american blood you can be you can pass for white so that's what that the term is is sometimes used for and it's interesting that that's in center point virginia and these are people who are interracially marrying so that's kind of like a interesting that you'll know when you hit that road passing in sparta but it's not too long later in june of 19 19- 75 that Mildred and Richard are driving close to home and they're hit by a drunk driver and Richard will die in the accident and Mildred will lose her right eye but Mildred will never remarry and she will forever live in that house that Richard built for her and then she will eventually she has to pneumonia in 2008 so we were lucky enough to visit their graves and they're buried 
Is it St. Patch, St. Stephen's Baptist Church, and that's in Central Port, Virginia. And right across from the church is the graveyard. You can't you can't miss it. And you can tell that this is a family graveyard. There's a lot of jeters and birds. And- yeah, and it's not too far. You can actually look up the the loving couple historic marker that's mm-hmm. on one of the main roads, and it's actually a from the marker, right? If I th- I'm pretty sure you can Google it. And actually what I'll do is I, I mark these on like a, a Google map. Yes. And I'll share that Google map page. Yes. Um, I think that, it's that Sparta link, Road. Right. That takes you all the way into, when you hit Passing Road, that's when you know you're in. Yeah. So you, you could probably look up where the marker is. And like I said, I'll, I'll share the link in, in this video description to, to the Google Maps link. And you'll have like a little map of where that is. Those couple points are. And it, from there, it's basically a, like 10 miles. It's 11. A, it's, yeah, 11 miles. It's, it's straight in. It says it right on the marker. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not too, too difficult to, to, to find. No. And, you know, they put historic markers on more well-traveled roads. And so this is like Highway 301. It's yeah. Richmond Turnpike. And so this is like a, a busier road. And so if you can imagine, it takes you 11 miles from that busier road. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how rural the area is. Yeah. But it was just an honor. Like, I really felt... It was important to tell this story at this time in the month and just to being recognition to them. They seemed like a couple that really didn't want the recognition. Scott has alluded to a time came out after the decision was made and did a whole photography session with them and recorded them that that kind of got their faces more into the media and people got to realize more about this case, but they really never wanted so much attention, but they were proud of what they had done. And even Mildred at the end of her life always was very proud that, that they had fought for their marriage and for their love. Today, the United States Supreme Court handed down a decision. The Loving's ordeal is at last over. Richard and Mildred Loving have won the right to be man and wife, father and mother in the state of Virginia. Anti-miscegenation laws have been declared illegal not only in Virginia, but in all 16 states that have held such statutes. Yeah, and, and this was this was such a fun story. And, and again, I encourage you, if you're watching the live stream or if you're listening to the podcast, you know, a- after you're done here, go, go and find the video. It's it's one of, it's not a super long video, right? Even just like tonight's live stream, mm-hmm. this is you know a, a shorter live stream for us because it's a quick and easy and successful and happy story to tell. But it, the the things that they dealt with, right, being, you know, falling in love, and then they can't get married. So they go somewhere else to get married, right? They hit the high. And then they come back and a month later, they're arrested for for being married, mm-hmm. right? And they hit a low. And so then, then they leave and they're living together. And it's another high. And then the sun gets. So it's this up and down story. And they just, the one thing they do to persevere is that they stay together. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they, they write the letter to the attorney general and connect with the ACLU and their court cases eventually carried on it for the most part they were close before the case happened yeah it might have brought them closer but i think looking at them too and their answer that they gave they were pretty solid before the case even happened so um yeah i think what's the most incredible part is their last name yeah it's it's almost like there's there's no way this story is real Mm -hmm. but it's true and it's one of those ones that i think they were the couple that was this was meant to this was meant to be right they they weren't 
over the top. They just like, hey, we just want to live our lives. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was truly an incredible story. I think for me too, not being from Virginia, and you always hear the slogan, Virginia is for lovers. Yeah. I think for me, it gives new meaning to that slogan now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for, for joining us. And thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. If you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them, especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot him a text and tell him to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.